I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no? Did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Oops the Podcast. I'm Julio, sitting here with my pal Francis. How you doing, Francis? I'm wearing a, another waffle. Yeah, you sure are. You know, if you were to put your hand against my waffle, you would say, oh, that's not flat. That is waffle. You know what I'm saying? Because remember the last time I wore a waffle, you yeah. said, what's the story with that? <laughs> I do what does that. waffle mean? And I said, it's not flat. It's uh, it's, it's sort of a ribbed, yeah. raised, Checkered. striated uh, pattern. Mm. texture it is nice though yeah i don't know what that what what is this color what would you call this color teal teal really i did teal to me is a little more a little darker maybe what is what would it be mm. marble i don't know no I no idea dude ryan any idea what what color this shirt is aqua yeah aqua aqua sounds aqua sounds aqua aqua's, aqua's closer yeah nice okay. and we are joined today by all of you yeah, <laughs> right. right. Welcome. Sometimes I forget that people are listening. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I remember when we get uh, the occasional, the very occasional uh, sort of scolding email, mm-hmm. which we did receive uh, one recently. And uh, we, you know, we try to take all of our emails uh, in kind. And I don't think that's the right way to say that. If but, they're if they're you know marginally reasonable, we will always engage. And we're lucky in that, in, in most of the angry emails we get are pretty reasonable. Yeah. And this was no exception. Um, a, a, a young lady, a listener, uh, wrote an email remarking on a comment that I had made a number of episodes ago, a long time ago, around the Winter Olympics, where we were talking about Eileen Gu, uh, the snowboarder skier. Skier, uh, freestyle skier. I'm pretty sure who had um, chosen to ski and compete for China as opposed to America, uh, even though she had, uh, I think, dual citizenship. And I said I felt like she had gone to ski for the enemy. And what I did not know when I made that somewhat ignorant comment was that you know she grew up half her life in China, um, and had very strong roots there. For some reason, I just thought she had dual passports. To her, yeah. Her mother was Chinese, who she was very close to, lived there for however much of her life. She's much more tied to Correct. China. I thought it was just like, you know, I know people that have dual citizenship, but it's almost ornamental. It's like they right. had, a, you know, you, through some technicality, you managed to have two passports. I thought somehow she had done that and that maybe... Maybe somehow, I don't even know why I thought her decision was opportunistic in some way. I made a lot of pretty bad assumptions. And for that, I apologize. And uh, I was very glad to be sort of slapped gently on the wrist by this email yes. and corrected yeah. in, in a teaching way. We've said this before. It's no problem if you have an issue with something we've said. But if you can tell us why we were wrong and and help us learn... As opposed to just telling us to go, you Fuck know, ourselves. kill ourselves or something <laughs> like that, uh, it's much easier. It's to, much more productive to receive that information and change our way of thinking, my way of thinking, uh, and which I have done, 
And I have become again a fan of Eileen Gu. And uh, I wish her well in all of her uh, skiing exploits for the People's Republic of China. Yeah. And I can, you know, I can, she hit, she made the comment that uh, she uh, was kind of Chinese, I think, and Australian, and how she's kind of like dealt with a bunch of racial bias. It kind of hit home in a certain way. So uh, happy to address it. Yep. Yep. Having said that, Eileen, you are no longer welcome on the American team. <laughs> That's a one-way street. I wish you well in China, but you're, never, street. you're never coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Hope, um, hope that's okay to say. I, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You know, I don't know. I don't know if she's allowed to. I feel like once you choose an Olympic country, you've you've cast your right. Isn't that true? You can't come I don't, back. I have no idea. I don't think you can switch countries around. You can do it in professional tennis. Can you now? Yeah, but I don't know about because I remember Mary Pierce competed for America and then she changed to Canada. I think. But that's also because there aren't that many international world, you know, country based competitions in tennis. Yeah, they're all kind of just like the Davis wandering Cup. mercenaries, right? I feel so. This brings up a good a good point. So Russia, or sorry, Wimbledon has banned Russian tennis players as of yeah. today from mm-hmm. competing, and yeah. it, it really brings up a rich discussion. And it matters too because uh, Medvedev is one of the best players in the world. Dude, there's and there's he's... three or four guys in the top twenty five who are Russian. Y- Rublev yeah. and. You know, these guys like Medvedev, I think he, he spent a lot of time in France. He speaks French. Like, Rublev and Kachanov, they train in Spain. Like, these guys are just, like, not that Russian. And it is a bummer. But then somebody made some point. There's all these, like, really good points being made about it. And every time I hear one of them, I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. It just Which which just makes for a good discussion. I, I want me to read you one of them? Yeah. Um. So I was talking, I've talked about this with a couple people. Because people are just, like... Love to talk to me about tennis. Yeah, well, here, here's As a question. Here's a question that I would have: mm-hmm. If Medvedev right now came out and denounced the war in Russia and mm-hmm. denounced Putin mm-hmm. and said, "I do not stand with this at all," would he still be banned from Wimbledon? I don't. I think so. Yeah, but that's bullshit because that's so, not but, his but, fault but, at all. So, I, I do totally. Um, and quite frankly, these guys, they, I think most of those guys live in Monte Carlo. Like, I don't yeah. even think it matters. I could see banning someone if they were Russian and they said, you know, they took steroids <laughs> yeah, or, or they said, uh, I stand with Putin. Ukraine is filled with neo-Nazis, you know, blah, blah, right, blah, right, blah right. fake news, fake news. Um, okay. So this is the comment that, that somebody sent me. It's a quote from something. It cannot be a sanction against 90% of the Russian people and 10% not. If you think about it, why is somebody who works in McDonald's in Russia losing their job because of sanctions and the tennis players are, are the exceptions? Oh, yeah. It has to be even, and I think it's collective guilt. Which is like, it doesn't change the point. I'm not saying I like agree with that, but it brings up an interesting point. It's like in order for, and I wonder if this is what this means or not, but it's like sanctions you know, suck for the government, but then they suck for the people too. And is it like by creating a shitty situation for the people... Does that end up helping you get your objective across? A hundred percent. Is that what the point of that 100%. is? A hundred percent. Because you're you're fomenting, you know, dis dissidents. Yeah, dissidents in, in the in yeah. the country. Uh, it starts in the lower ranks. This is what leads to protests. This is what right. creates upward right. pressure 
by making life challenging. Unfortunately, war is a an all and it affects every socioeconomic tier, all that, and you you know you need to cause one way to fight a war to fight an enemy is to make its people dis- right. d- unhappy totally. with the decisions being made by the by the leadership totally um and that was sort of happening i have no idea if it's still happening russia's famous for cracking down pretty harshly on people who protest but you know that's uh it's the people that work at mcdonald's who are going to who are going to speak out against it and go to the streets and and you know, make make it harder for Putin to continue to just wage this mm. ridiculous war. So, and thus by extending the ban against the tennis players. Yeah. But now here's another good other side of the. Okay. So John Millman, a te- an Australian tennis player, a lot of important and controversial Aussies in our episode so mm. far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but he goes, when I qualified for Wimbledon uh, for the first time, I asked for two extra ground passes so family could watch. I was told to line up in the queue which I don't necessarily know why that matters here. But then he goes, money means everything here. If you're going to ban athletes, then also give all your profits and aid. Then we know you're serious. Um, Hang on. You're saying that if Wimbledon is going to ban Russian athletes as a show of solidarity against Putin's war, then they should also donate money and aid to the Ukraine force. That's the point, I think. Um, okay. In- interesting. I don't know. Like, do you I, think... I don't think it's inconsistent for them to ban Russian athletes but not give aid. I don't think that that's... Right, I agreed, actually. ...them, you know, it not doing enough. I don't yeah. think one begets the other. Uh, Wimbledon's been making a ton of, like, groundbreaking choices. and stuff. It's amazing. Like, remember when they canceled Wimbledon because of the pandemic and had pandemic insurance? Because... The only people who have pandemic insurance are things that have been around since the Spanish flu. Is that right? Like, yeah. Like, why else would you have it? I didn't know about that. You have to have survived. Yeah. So Wimbledon collected this, like, 180, like, like a, can you look up the number? $800 million settlement or something because they had pandemic insurance. They canceled Wimbledon and collected all the money. Wow. So, I don't know. They've been, I, like, making a bunch of headlines. Was it not also the first, this could be totally wrong, but it wasn't, was it not also the first tennis major that equaled the prize money for the woman I believe winner. the US Open was the first oh uh, was it because yeah. it was Venus right I believe I it, was the US it was Venus uh, okay. got, Ryan? that's interesting Wimbledon received 141 million dollars <laughs> I, I an insurance five X that total <laughs> my original my original guess I think was 160 but then I upped it by a lot for some reason it's more fun if it's 800 I agree yeah, <laughs> yeah we should just not had him look that up so, dude, I, I don't know. Like, of course, I think it's unfair. Like, these players have nothing to do with it. But the, the point about the collective guilt thing is an interesting one. You know what I mean? But I really hate that these, like, Eastern European athletes just kind of, like, get the short end of the stick because of things they have no control over all the time. Sort of that, like, Drago complex that we want to make all these Eastern European people villains. Mm-hmm. And it's just not fair to the guy who has nothing to do with it. But I guess it just is what it is. I don't know. Right. Hey, Julio. Hello. I'm wearing my rule of threads joggers, and I just want you to tell me how I look in them. You look really great. Thank you. I'm, I'm enjoying the ease with which your hip is opening as you place your heel upon your knee. I feel like my <laughs> hips have opened more thanks to my 
joggers from Rule of Threads. Dude, all their gear is sick. I love their T-shirts. They have polos that are really great. Mm -hmm. uh, and like I've said before, super versatile. Uh, have, and just a nice stretchy quality to them where mm -hmm. they're just really uh, comfortable. And they made a good point to us when we were talking to them about the fact that when you love a Rule of Threads T-shirt, you will be able to find that style of t-shirt again right you're not gonna have to hunt for it right where with some other brands like a, you'll like a t-shirt and you'll sort of be chasing the dragon and when you buy another t-shirt from them that t-shirt might not fit the same way rule of threads is not that way no it's reliable you find what you like Dude. and it, you're gonna like it for life it's so good this will probably be the only t-shirt you wear for the rest of your life and they just dropped a bunch of spring stuff which i picked up all of it, obviously. Uh, new colors, they're constantly dropping sort of new styles, adding more stuff to the inventory. You need to get some Rule of Threads. Yeah, go to ruleofthreads.com, use promo code OOPS20. That's 20% off your order. That's a very significant discount. Use our promo code. We're big fans of this company. We hope you'll support us and get yourself some great new clothes. Okay, let me ask you something. Mm -hmm. Show TV shows, right? Mm -hmm. uh, movies. We... We have villains in in our movies, yeah. and it so often is a always, Russian. dude. Or even in Bond, they'll just like because we don't like Americans just aren't like that good at geography. It uh -huh. just makes sense. I mean, we're isolated; we don't need to know more about right. it. But they'll be like, "He's from Estonia." Yeah, yeah. Like you know. I'm but sorry. if you go, if you go back to uh, right after nine eleven, I remember that a lot of the villains became Arab. Yeah. Um, and it certainly seems that world events dictate who we cast as our enemy. Yeah. Uh, in 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 Hollywood, um, and it's been Russia for so long. Oh, dude, it's been Russia for so long in so many movies. Right, the Russians. We you can just hear the accent. You can hear the bad guy. Who <clears throat> who would be a fun? <laughs> Villain, just like who's 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 new and different? Where if you saw a movie and you were like, "That did, really a Santa Monica surfer dude, yeah, like jo a Jamaican bad guy," <laughs> you know, very funny, Mister Bond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Time to die, bro. <laughs> Ridiculous. That would be really good. That would be great. Oh uh, yeah, or a Canadian, <laughs> yeah, or even exactly. like a, a Midwesterner, like right. a fucking bad guy from you know Wisconsin, right? With like a with a kind of like a goofy accent. Yeah. Oh, you're you're gonna die, Mister. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Looks like you met your match. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. Literally. Yeah. That's great. Dude. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. That'd be fun. Be fun to see some <laughs> bad guys from you know. Fucking, I, I, it's crazy. Like Sweden, I guess. Although that's not too far. You could see a Swede being like cold. Yeah, there's the whole like, and you know, even though he's German, but like Christoph Waltz kind of fits that like quirky Northern European villain thing. Well, I know it's not Scandinavian, but yes, like, but Christoph Waltz, he's so good. If he hadn't done Inglorious Bastards, you might not have been able to picture him as a villain. Yeah, but dude, what about Bond? He's a villain in Skyfall. That. He's yeah. a, he's a villain in a lot of shit. Yeah, you're right. Um, but he's so good in Glorious Bastards. It's crazy. So it's crazy. Good. Uh, very good. Very good. Very Everyone's good. Everyone's talking about this show Severance. I haven't started. Same. It yet. I heard it's amazing. Have you started? Ryan it? tried to put us onto it. I think Ryan. Ryan. Such excited. a great show. Ben it's Stiller amazing, directed huh? it. Yeah. I finished it last week. You just started? No, we have not. 
we're Ooh. going. It's so fun to know that there's a show that elicits this type of reaction out of people. No one's talking about it. It's going to be like Euphoria, crust. where it's kind of under the radar Slow until build. the second season comes out. The second season is when every show breaks. Oh yeah, it's good. Have You'll you? Like it. Sorry, uh, Tokyo Vice. Did you finish it? Well, we've watched all the available episodes. Okay, I haven't started that. We're still we're like working our way through. Uh, what's the Jason Bateman show? Ozark, dude. But like every night, we'll we'll be 19 seconds into it, and like Hillary will see a kid holding a gun. She's like, I can't watch this. Really? So we're like watching 19 seconds a day of Ozark. So she just <laughs> she just taps out, dude. This is what we've started watching instead, and it's the best show maybe I've ever seen. There's this show in Japan where. They, you started watching this? They send toddlers yeah. to do errands yeah. on their own. Yeah. That's yeah. what we've been watching, dude. Yeah. It is yeah. so good. Dude, it's amazing. It's so they cute. They send them to like do work and shit, right? So they'll like send them to buy like octopus tentacles for like the, the meal at dinner and like a quail egg and like nail polish remover or something. Mm -hmm. And they go and they have like a little flag to cross the street so the cars don't hit them. And they have like a little change purse and they get a receipt. And dude, it's the cutest. Do the kids not know that they're on camera? No, I think they do, but like they kind of just don't. It doesn't matter. The camera guy tries to be silent, but they'll break the fourth wall and then there'll be some like funny moment with that. Or they'll have to like pick a, a pumpkin out of the garden, but they're too weak to break the root. So they're like walk they finally figure out that if they like walk around in circles and they'll like do it for three and a half hours and they're just determined. This I don't know that I would be able to watch this show for more than two minutes. So the episodes are like seven minutes. So I think you might actually <laughs> okay. um and it's actually interesting because they're in all these places in Japan that I've never heard of. And it's really interesting to like, you remember that there's just so many places that have reputations for so many things that you've never heard of. It really yeah. excites me, obviously. Well, the farther away a place is, the, the, the fewer pieces of it you know. Totally. You know? Totally. Uh, it's called Old Enough. Yeah, dude, it's amazing. People, I've seen a clip from this. I saw this kid drop a, a bucket that had fish in it. <laughs> and, you know, I don't like that g goofy laugh track they have. Dude, it's... It, it's the content is so rich that it doesn't matter. Right, and it's pretty enough. subtle. Mm -hmm. It's worth... I mean, they're literally seven-minute episodes. It's preposterous, dude, All how right. funny the show is. Another dude, another thing that might be true, as far as the farther things are away, the fewer direct flights there are there mm -hmm. also mm -hmm. dictate. Like, Because I'm thinking of certain places where like you can't get to easily, and I have no idea about yeah. them. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, dude, so... We had a couple of things that we promised we were going to talk about, Ooh. so we'll get into it. Uh, Francis hits me up, and actually, this happened all in sort of like it was like a blur. So you were Francis was talking to Andrew Schultz, and he sent him you sent he sent you the flyer for his after party, mm -hmm. and he's like, "Tell Julio to come," and you sent me a screenshot of that. I was like, "Oh, that's so nice!" Like mm -hmm. the guy, dude, I, great I, dude. I, consistently blown away by how fucking cool of a guy that was yep. like if he started a cult like i probably would join it yeah we'd do fine in it too <laughs> I, I did we'd be, we'd be officers i am his loyal subject mm -hmm. um anyway he's just the greatest um so you so you're like oh Yo, you should go to this but somehow i like took that as i remembered that you had had tickets i forgot i don't know i was just waking up and you essentially were like i can't make it do you want my tickets to yeah, so I had bought tickets to see Andrew perform at uh, Radio at Radio City, which is, I mean, if you, if you're not familiar, it's it's Madison Square Garden, and then Radio City is the the only thing below. The only thing above Radio City is Madison Square Garden in New York. Mm 
uh, 6,000 people capacity. Crazy. It's insane. Iconic venue. And he sold out two shows there. So clearly doing pretty well. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I had bought tickets a long time ago, The like, kind of when he announced it. Uh, and they were expensive, uh, undeservedly so. And alas, uh, I could not go because I got booked for Moon Tower Comedy Festival. And so the tickets were just going to kind of go to waste because I couldn't like transfer them or sell them. And I asked you, do you want these tickets? Yeah. And then you immediately were like, yeah, awesome. Yeah. But then I had also said, I almost simultaneously had sent a text to Sierra saying, you know, you sure you don't want to go to Schultz with somebody? And she was like, I have no one to go with, was yeah. her response. Mm -hmm. At which point I thought, well, these two have a history of <laughs> hanging out on Saturday nights <laughs> when I'm not around. Maybe this will be right up their alley. And so then there was this very funny moment of confusion. Yeah. Where I said, would you want to go with Sierra? Right, right. But that's a difficult question from me because Julio had already said, I would love the tickets. I'd like to go, which may mean that he's got someone in mind that he wants to take. Right. And that the idea of being forced to go, going with Sierra is a different proposition <laughs> from would you like these tickets? It is. It is. Actually. That's a different uh, product that I'm it selling. Is, it is. And just because you agreed to take the tickets did not mean that you agreed to, to go with Sierra. Right. And at this point, I, I can't actually say no. Right, because but, you're uh, available. No, so I'm so available, I'm... but now if I say no, it means that I would like to go, but I do not want to go with Sierra. <laughs> yeah. so there's just no way for me to say no. To, to, to further complicate <laughs> it, I had then texted to Sierra... <laughs> Would you want to go with Julio? To which she immediately said, yes, exclamation point. <laughs> so now if you back out, you're not only potentially, you know, in your mind, maybe like insulting me by telling me you don't want to go with her, but we'd have to tell her he doesn't want to go with you. I So I knew that like I in if there were a scenario where somehow I did not want to go with her. Which was not the case, okay? And there's actually a bunch of reasons as to why, even if I didn't want to go with her, I would have still gone, to uh -huh, be honest. Uh -huh. But that doesn't matter yet. So I could I could talk to you, and like we know each other well enough, obviously, that I could like be like, oh, I could make some excuse that wasn't offensive. Of course. But like, too, we had gone too far to turn back at this point. <laughs> so I, have to, I, I, I had to say yes at that point. Happy to, and I'm glad it was a convenient... Turn uh, turnout because uh, not turnout just end, the way it ended up because you know it it was sucked if it was shitty but it was great I mean obviously we had a great time guys if you're thinking about starting a podcast fill in the blanks here if I were in a concert right now and I said if you're thinking about starting a podcast I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell anchor anchor and then you'd say go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. Did you have someone else in mind already 
the second I said to you, do you want these tickets? And you said yes. Yeah, I was going to ask Hillary. Oh, so but, I made you go with my girlfriend instead of yours. <laughs> like, like no, that is no. nuts. It's funny. It's a very funny th- it's a thing. But dude, so it came at like the perfect time. Like I'm about to do a theater show, mm-hmm. and it's really nice to watch live a person do a big theater. Right. And it's just like it's a thing that like I would have gone to alone. I apologize, but I'm not quite done with the Sorry. intricacy Sorry. of this. Please. Was did you tell Hillary? Did I tell Hillary what? Had you said to her yet, Francis has tickets for us tonight. Andrew yeah, Schultz, yes. do you want to go? So you had to tell her uh, I'm so sorry. I have to go with Sierra instead. So, so this is the thing. I brought it up in sort of a discussion. I was not like we will go, and I, I don't, I don't like remember the specifics. But it was kind of like up in the air. I was figuring out the details of how this would uh-huh. work, and if she would be willing to go or whatever. And it happened fast enough. Did she say yes? She, Did she say yes? I want to go. She like, I'm in. She, I think she tentatively. I think she would have gone. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to like hang out. Oh my god! <laughs> but you but guys had plans to hang out together. General plans to hang out together. I thwarted. No, you didn't. Your plans. I would have argued. I actually would have argued, and this might be like, uh, like a tough thing to argue. But like, this is a thing that I felt like I needed to do for my work uh-huh. to see that show. I understand. And I stand by that after having seen it. Mm-hmm. So. Like I was, we just met up after the show was over. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, whatever. So it's funny. It all happened fast enough, but it it definitely lined up in a way that could have been weird, mm-hmm. uh, but was not. That's really funny. Yeah, that's such a funny <laughs> thing. And 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 you know, you say something important there, which is we know each other well enough that that the st- the situation would never have gotten sticky. Never. However, <laughs> because it was happening via text message. As opposed to a phone call, mm-hmm. or better yet, a FaceTime. Mm-hmm. Even our friendship and understanding falls victim to the, the loss of context to be right. a text or message. Tone. And uh, you still open yourself up to this, like, does he want to go with her? Or me thinking, like, oh, I, you know, I'm asking him something difficult putting him off his original plan all of that whereas so you end up sending all these like ridiculous giving you an out messages yeah, yeah, yeah. these all these like qualifying messages yeah. of like just tell you can tell totally me understand. my feelings won't be hurt if you just say that you know like is <laughs> yeah. this okay and then you're doing the same to me and it's yeah. like this weird dance of uh propriety as if we're like following you know, the proper table etiquette while we're sitting for dinner with a sultan. Um, and it's just this, you know. So, okay. Sorry. So keep going. So you went to the show. So, yeah. All that aside, whatever. Uh, f- pretty funny how that just sort of all uh, went down and how on paper it's it's funny. Like yeah. the idea that I'm ditching my girlfriend to hang out with your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? If uh, for lack, without being able to explain it in how complex it was. So anyway, we go to the show. Had a great time. Show was great. I like I like made observations about dressing for a show like that mm. that I think were important things for myself to learn because my instinct is just to wear things that I wear 
And that may be true, but I think that there's value to just like taking what you wear and just dialing it up. Yeah. Yep. You know, totally uh, for like an occasion like that. Schultz had a great outfit on, you know, the, those guys all looked great. Great show. And good for him, dude, for doing radio. See, Bill Gates was at the show. Yeah. What the fuck? I mean, it speaks to Andrew. Insane. And what he's what he's done to have a, a that much of a, a world influencing human. Yeah. There are few people. He's on the short list for most influential people in the world. That's crazy. In history. Bill Gates. Yeah. You can count on one hand. I don't know. I mean, a few U.S. presidents maybe are ahead of him. And then, fuck, man. He's top 10. There's really not many people that you would put ahead of him where if you found out that they were at your comedy show. (laughs) Yeah. You would you would right. think, oh my god! Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's wild. Yeah. Uh, could you hand me my bottle of water there, Ryan, sweetheart? Thank you. <laughs> um. So okay, but you went to the show. Great to see. Uh. So this was funny. Okay, I don't know if she told you this, but when we sat down, there was a guy who you know behind us, like two or three seats over. Huh. And. Sierra's like, hey. And she's like, oh, this is like Francis's like pod. Like she immediately has to explain who this guy that she's oh, at the yeah, show yeah, with yeah, is, yeah. which is hilarious. And I was like, man, it would be so funny if like halfway through the show, I just put my arm around her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do that. But sort of smell her. Neck. Yeah, just like this situation where like suddenly, you know, she's like been caught <laughs> at a thing. Like, you know, because there's certain things like people that I know who like. I don't know if they're actually cheating on their wives, but they'll like make jokes about where if you're going to cheat on your wife, where to go in the city. Like there's places like really. <laughs> what do you mean? Like who's, it's who's a doing it's that? a joke, but like it's sort of like this older generation New York type of person would like make a joke like if you're going to go on a date with somebody you don't want people to see you with, you take her to like the South Street Seaport oh. or like shit like that. You know what okay. I mean? Places I don't know whatever. Yeah. So to me, a show like that is like kind of a funny way to like fly flow under the radar if you're like up to no good. But dude, whatever. We went to the, we went to the show. It was really great. And then we just we went and hung out with Ill Dog after. Nice. We, we went and got drinks. Um and it was fun. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Good Saturday night. Yeah, and then we went to the after party briefly. Um How yeah. was that? Great. You know, set it up. Congratulations to people. And it was pretty late, so we just like hung out for like 40 minutes went home. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was it. Pretty cool, man. Um, Pretty yeah. cool. Dude, in our household, we really enjoy starting off the day by uh, mixing some of the Athletic Greens formula into a glass of water, mixing it right on up, and then just taking it down the gullet. That's the AG1 formula? The AG1. Yeah, that's, the, that's the right formula. On an empty stomach, great mm-hmm. way to start it off. And it just feels nice to feel like you're doing something healthy to start your day, honestly. Mm-hmm. Good for gut health. For sure. Absolutely really is. Good stuff. Uh, you know, the founder uh, of Athletic Greens uh, created this company when he experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover, which cost him over $100 a day. A lot of cash. As a result, he created Athletic Greens after experiencing how difficult it was to create an optimal nutritional uh, routine on your own, which I, th- I think is something we've all experienced, right? It's tough to know if you're taking the right stuff or totally. how to get your uh, you know gut health in order. I've tried different things, probiotics and enzymes and all that, you know, constantly farting anyway. Um, <laughs> it costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. 
cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. It's you investing in the all-in-one nutritional insurance. And right now, to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com oops. That is athleticgreens.com oops to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Dude, then the next day I found a wallet on the sidewalk and I, it was actually like a nondescript wallet. It was like a pouch that had like a cat on it. And I just like, I was like, oh, wait, wait a second. Stop, grab it, pull. There's like a credit card, a hotel card and an ID in there. And I go, this is someone's stuff. It was a girl. And I just immediately go on Instagram and Facebook, try to find her. I think I find her. It took a sec. Mm-hmm. And then I message her. And then I like don't hear anything back. This has happened to me a few times where I like find people's wallets or IDs and like I message them and they just never reply or they reply like two years later. I'm like (laughs) multiple times. If I lost my wallet, I would immediately be checking my messages. Interesting. Right? Well, I lost my wallet when I was doing alternate side parking once and it had fallen out and off into the street and a woman found it and immediately started. Do you remember this? Yeah. Messaging me. But I was so frantically searching for my wallet that I wasn't checking my DMs. How long did it take for you to see it, though? Um, probably 45 minutes, at okay. which point I had already left, but I drove back because right. she had it. So, dude, I get a message back from this girl three days later. Wow. Credit card, ID, hotel key. I guess you can get a new hotel key. But, like, and then she, like, came to get it. And it's funny. She showed up with, like, a big guy. Which I think is a funny move. Like, she's just in case. Was it her boyfriend? Probably. I don't even know. But, uh-huh. like, just a big man. A comp- he was huge. A big man accompanied her. How do you mean big? He was, like... Muscular? 6'6". Six, six. Was he strong? He had to have been. How, was his, how were his muscles? Big. Sort of, like, uh, pretty, he, pretty like, well-symmetrical? Like, well-rounded? Or was he a guy who just lifts the upper body? He was just a big guy. He wasn't. He didn't necessarily look like he'd been lifting a bunch of weights, but he was big. Mm, okay. I know what you're talking you about. Know, yeah. Athletic or not, he was huge. Yeah. So, you know, this guy could clearly probably handle most uh, bogeys. <laughs> were, there t- were there to be one. <laughs> one o'clock. You got one coming in. Uh, so anyway, she shows up and I see the guy. And then she digs into her wallet to like try to get money to give me to like thank me. And I think like seeing the guy made me so want her to see that this was just purely an act of goodwill that I didn't even entertain her digging into the wallet. Wait a second. She went to give me a reward. (laughs) (laughs) She went to give me a reward. But but you knew what was in the wallet. Yeah. Was there money in there? No. So why didn't you just say... You know, you, did you, you said, don't, don't even, what did I was you like, say? No, 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 no. She started digging. And I was like, no, 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 Seriously, it's all good. And she was like, please, seriously? I was like, no, no, seriously. But she, what's she going to find? She, there's nothing in there. She had a bag though. And there's money in her bag that she was going to give me. Oh, she started digging in and not in her wallet. No, that you yes. just hand it no, back. No, 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 no. Ah, I misunderstood. Sorry. Yeah. She started digging in whatever she had had once she, I exchanged. She brought money. She brought money thinking that maybe I was being opportunistic here. And honestly, if she didn't bring this big guy with her and she insisted, I made it, you know, I'd taken a couple of shekels. I, if it looked like she was rolling in it, you know, I would have taken shekels, <laughs> uh, guy or not. In fact, if that guy's there, I'm actually probably more inclined to take the shekels. 
<laughs> and that's because I don't want him thinking that I'm doing this to try to cozy up to his lady. <laughs> Her paying me keeps it totally oh, transactional. Right. Interesting. And uh, don't worry, pal. I accept money. I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> the two of you go have some fun. You know? Yeah, yeah, man. I don't know. It depends. If she rolled up a little, if she like looked super fancy or something, I might have taken it from her. She just seemed really nice. Well, um, what? Uh, She's Canadian. D- does the type of person whose wallet it is affect whether or not you are willing to take money? The, like a reward? Yeah, for sure, dude. Right. So, yeah. who do you not take a reward from? That her. I would have said an old person. Oh. Older people. Imagine they start convincing you. They're like, come on, I'm older than you. Yeah. I can't take it with me. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. You know, well, you're making write a lot me of into sense. your will instead. Um, so my ex-girlfriend's dad used to say to me, he'd be like, he'd like, if I couldn't hang out with them for some reason, actually, there's a reason why. Okay, so there, <laughs> I, was, I went on a trip with them and the brother lived in the city that we went to and they didn't want him to know that I was dating her because he was like, thought that it was weird that I was older than her. Yeah. And like, so they didn't tell him I was there. And then they excluded me out of their day plan when they were going to hang out with him. So the dad felt bad. He rented me a car to tell me to go do stuff. I I think you've told me this before. And then he's like, here's a hundred bucks. And I was like, no, no, no. He's like, come on, I'm older than you. I was like, all right. (laughs) That works for me. Fair enough. Thanks. I'll take it anyway. Well, whatever. So there's definitely the type of person that I would take it from, I guess. I don't know, dude. Like, I would have even taken it from her if she had not showed up with a man. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Which it doesn't necessarily make sense. I know. I know. Um, um I would say that if I opened that wallet and it was a wallet that contained change, I would not take it. <laughs> is anyone who is putting coins into their wallet at this day and age probably doesn't have a whole lot of cash to spare. <laughs> Could be true. Dude, yeah. also like okay, for example, if she were to give try to give me twenty bucks. If it's a person that I would take money from and they try to give me 20 bucks, I just wouldn't take the 20 bucks. I'd be like, I'd rather have the good deedage than the 20 bucks. Yeah. Now, yeah, if it were yeah. like a check, like the Bill Gates golf caddy story, how much is a year of tuition? Fucking cuts him a check for a year of tuition. Did I tell you this? Did that? Some kid I went to school with caddied for Bill Gates for a weekend of golf, some pro am. Doesn't tip him. They'll, on the 18th green, or like the 18th tee off or whatever the tee. He asked him how much a year of school cost, cut him a check for 45K or whatever. That is awesome. How awesome is that, dude? What a great story. And the kid's parents were paying for the college, pocketed the cash. Fucking dirtbag move, dude. Um, (laughs) I don't necessarily know that, that that's a dirtbag move. Because um, he, he didn't say... Right. How much are you no stipulation. paying for? He said, "What's a year?" He answered honestly. Yeah. Okay. Fair. You're right. You're saying he should have given it to his parents I, to I put just, towards I the guess college. It just depends. If, if I the could money, understand if that. the money meant a lot to the parents, yeah, it didn't seem like it did. Yeah, I, I, I might, uh, I might have said, "Mom, Bill Gates gave me forty five thousand dollars to put towards my college, um, for caddying for him. I'm gonna keep <laughs> ten of it." And you put the other thirty-five towards tuition. Does that sound fair? Oh, that's nice. Some, something like that. Yeah, oh, yeah. My parents would be willing to come up I with like a yeah. fair way to do that. I would think. Yeah, my parents paid for a little bit of my school, and then my dad had a tuition benefit thing too because he's a professor. 
So I'm still on the hook for like loans and shit. So I think that I probably could have just put it directly towards that. Dude, this morning I woke up and Hill Dog was gone. I didn't know where she was. Oh, God. Uh, and I was stressed. Mm-hmm. I then remembered that she had gone to a workout class early in the morning. And when she returned, she walked into the bedroom with a cup of coffee made for me. You're kidding. I'm not. There's no better feeling. How hot is that? Hot, the hottest. Hot. The hottest. Not just the coffee, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was How great. was she holding it? Dude, holding that that mug of Brooklyn Roasting Company coffee. Yeah. It really turned was me she, on. Was she holding it like, ooh, ooh, that's hot. Ooh. Yeah, there's yeah. a little metaphor going on there. Yeah, yeah. Too hot to handle. Mm, mm-hmm. You know what's up. Yeah, so she, she probably had to hold it by the handle of the mug. Yeah, that Could, oops blend. Couldn't hold it around the mug itself. She sure could not. Ooh, ooh that's hot. That's Eesh. right. Ah, you know. She even put it in my favorite mug. Yeah? Yep. What'd that say? Boston University Center for Defense Journalism. <laughs> <laughs> there's a target on it. <laughs> The point is, it's not what the mug says, but what's inside that counts. That's right, baby. And that's our favorite coffee in the world, Brooklyn Roasting Coffee. We've got our own signature blend. You know it and love it. If you haven't tried it yet, you're way late. It's so good. Start your day. Start your life today with the Oops Beans blend from Brooklyn Roasting, which you can get on brooklynroasting.com and use promo code OOPSBEANS, which will get you a nice 5% off of your order. It's worth it. The coffee's sensational. Get going. Go to brooklynroasting.com, promo code OOPSBEANS. Get some coffee. How much do you owe still in student loans? Good amount. Can you tell me? I don't want to say it on the air, but I will tell you. And let me ask you this. Um... With all the student loan deferrals that were mm-hmm. given in COVID. Public, those are for only for public ones. I have private ones, too. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so you could have continued to pay your private ones all these years? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I've, I've had... So I have less of those because I haven't had to pay the public. So I have less of the private, so but been, it's still the, the payment um, structure hasn't really changed. All so right, it's the same monthly. Is there a projected end date based on your current pay schedule when you will have finished paying off your student loans completely? Yeah, it's not for a while. I'm also I'm in a forgiveness program on the pub, public ones too. So like, and then there's all these new things. I'm gonna try to like figure out a way to not pay the public ones. I'm on the hook for the private ones no matter what. Um, um, but there's a projection, and it's not anytime soon. Does this does this sit over you? No. It doesn't it doesn't have any sort of cloud or or or, you know, weight on you that you have to pay this constantly? No. And to be honest, like my like any money that I have saved is performing at a much higher rate than whatever the interest rate is that I'm paying on these loans. So like if I were to just pay them off to get it, like I don't feel the burden on my shoulders. I'd rather maintain sort of like a this balance. And I'm sure somebody's going to tell me I'm an idiot. And yes, it sucks to like be paying interest, but like, I don't want to pay them off because it's just too much money. <laughs> uh huh. Is it auto deducted? Mm-mm. I do it manually. You have to do it, and every month is I it do it manually every month. Yeah. Once a month. Yeah. So it's like paying a cell phone bill. Yeah, and honestly, yeah, I think it's a varying rate. So hopefully, whatever any like interest rate stuff doesn't affect it too badly. I don't know how that all works, but. Uh, it's really not that burdensome. Does it affect your credit score? No. Mm. 
Forgive me for asking so many questions. No, okay. I realize that I'm very naive about this, which probably speaks of privilege. I am privileged in that I had my parents. My parents were able to pay the entirety of my tuition. So I walked out of college with no student debt. And I am too. My parents made a very big dent in mine. Uh, and I'm grateful. Yeah. You know? Uh, so I, I am, you know, I'm just curious about, about student loans and, and, and the sort of, uh, how 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 much that can affect someone's decisions or their financial situation? Yeah. It fucked me a little. So it might. I just like didn't. I was sort of. It, and it's amazing when you sign up for these fucking loans. You know, you don't know shit, dude. I didn't know anything. I don't. I can right. barely tie my shoes. You know what I mean? And they're like, oh, you can pay them your whole life. I'm like, oh, okay, sick. Like, what that meant to me is like I can pay ten bucks a month. You know what I mean? I didn't realize. Oh, all of a sudden I'm out of college, and now up. Oh, you got to pay those. And I was like, oh, I don't want to pay that. How can I do that? Oh, you can forbear them. Okay, fuck, I'll do that. What does that mean? That means you still accrue interest. So but the balance of my public loans like fifty is 50% higher than what I owed when I got out of college because I just never wanted to pay them. You owe more now than you did? Significantly more. Only on the public ones, not the private. Because you deferred on your loan payments? I for- which raised- forbeared them. What does that it mean? It means that they still accrue interest even though you don't owe any money. Our forebearers to me are people that like the four people came before you. It just no, no. It means that you don't have to pay, but interest will continue to accrue, which I just let happen for many years until I decided to adult, and then was like, okay, I need to get my finances in order. Can you not default on your student loans? Yeah, no, you can't. Why not? They'll they'll ruin your life. (laughs) Supposedly, I mean, maybe not. I'm just not willing to take the risk. Uh, I mean, I'm in a I'm in a program where they will disappear after. X amount of years. I'm nowhere near that term ending. But uh, they came out with all these new rules and laws, too, about it. So, like, I'm going to see if, if I have any. Dude, there, when I was working at the district attorney's office in New York the, as a paralegal, the there was a guy who came in one day who, you know, had been arrested because he was a hot dog vendor and, you know, would, would park his hot dog stand in lower Manhattan or whatever. And you have to have a, a license or a permit for this to, to run one of those things. But he couldn't afford those payments. And so he was just doing it and he kept accruing tickets. You get hit with fines. And a, a lot of them do. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> he had collected so many fines that he owed the city, I think it was something like $897,000. Oh my God. And I remember this guy talking to you know the the guy the the head of the bureau the trial bureau who was like questioning him and seeing if you know can we work out a deal with his like defense attorney and we're the prosecutors and and he was like you haven't been paying any of your license fees and and you know what's what's the matter with you and the guy was like I owe eight hundred and ninety thousand dollars. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? What I make I make fucking eighty dollars a eighty dollars a day. <laughs> Who could pay that? Yeah. And it and it really put everyone in their place. Yeah. It really put us as the prosecutors in our place of like, yeah, this is just one of those bureaucratic laws that makes no isn't so far from the reality. Yeah. Um, that like we, we have to be sympathetic to it. Uh, to this guy and I don't remember what they came up with but you know student loans man I know that they can they can be crippling but I also they're not for me right they're not it's I mean it sucks like it sucks to know that like 
based on some of the things that I'm repaying, uh, I could do so much more with my life with it. But like, it's a fine, you know. But I, mean? I, I always wonder too, you know, don't you long for that feeling of being free and clear of them? Of course. The day when it's just, of course, poof, of course, gone. Of course, of course. But I just don't. I, I, I don't. I don't know what my options are. Like, if I just don't pay them, like I could maybe get away with that, but it would just ruin my credit. I don't think. I don't mean. I think to me, to me, it's again a very naive and privileged position I'm coming from with this question. I'm aware of that, mm-hmm. but the question is, why don't you just pay them all off? Yeah. No. No. Poof. Gone. Yeah. Clear your name. Okay. So there's there's many different ones, right? So. The public ones, I think there's like, I have like a hand, a dozen, not a dozen, like four or five, right? They're all different amounts, maybe even more than that. Um, and those, though, I may never end up having to pay them. <laughs> I probably will, but maybe not the full balance. So I just, I, I'm, that interests me much more than not having to think about it by paying at all. I enjoy fucking going, putting the gloves up and doing the bullshit reach around moves that no one else is willing to do so that I don't end up having to pay. <laughs> I will do that. I will spend time doing it. Hillary always says this about me. Like, I will spend hours trying to not got, got, get got. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So there's that. Then there's the private ones, which again, the, I've paid, the balances have been paid down significantly um, to the point where they're just like not that burdensome. Uh, however, there are still separate ones. And I've considered maybe just get completely getting rid of one. But even then, I'm kind of just like, I don't know, dude. Like, but you, it's like, all right, yeah, again, all right, uh, we got to move on because nobody wants to. Hear no, about this, this is anymore. good. This is good. All right, I'm but sure my is question is like, you sold that NFT, mm-hmm. pay off. I'd rather just put it all on Amazon, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's that split coming up, dude. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. No, I'm, I'm serious. Like, like that's why I'm not making money. No, I'm just saying, like, I'd rather try to fucking make a bunch of money, like. If based on and granted, you know, famous last words, you know, it'll all go to shit. And and what happened with Netflix the other day happened to that at Amazon and then whatever. You know, I mean, these are risks we take and hopefully you net out up, you know. But like I still like to think that the performance of any of that kind of stuff will just comp- will totally outperform. Render your student loans irrelevant. Not almost. even just like earning more money than I'm losing by paying the student loans off and paying interest. Yeah, yeah, He's the goal. Yeah, You know, and I don't know how sound that theory is. I pulled it completely out of my ass, and I'm sure people are going to message me with thoughts on it, and I welcome them, and I appreciate your advice. I did get an NFT stolen out of my wallet, though. (sighs) Fished. That's the karmic reversion to the mean. Um, (laughs) It could happen to you, you know? I didn't have the full security thing in place the way that people say that you should. And I was just like, oh, I'm just not going to click any suspicious stuff. And apparently I must have because I woke up one morning and one of the things that I bought had just been transferred out of my wallet. And it's crazy because you can see where it went. You can watch the history of what's happened since it was robbed from you. And you tell, you open a support ticket with the site. No one, like, I haven't gotten a response, probably never will. And I even talked to somebody who works there and they're like, yeah, sorry, dude, there's nothing we can do. I'm like, what kind of hustle is this? (laughs) This is so stupid. I can just have I can just have it completely take it. It makes it makes you not want things to go up because then you're just scared that that's going to happen. Yeah. Well, this is this is the wild west. Yeah. Of cryptocurrency and NFT shit. Yeah. Five hundred bucks, which is brutal. I mean, there's your there's a, a student loan probably. But I mean, 
No. One of them? One of your accounts? Paid off? I don't know. Not even close, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not even close. Um, but okay, I'll, I'll tell you right now how much I owe. Don't keep make sure we don't include this. I'll actually I'll write it down just in case. Oh, look at this. Uh, this is gonna be one of those coy moments that the the listeners are are upset that we haven't told them. That's what you owe right now? Yeah. See, that would make it hard for me to um not think about that. So it's just not that much. It's like not that like my the reality of my month, it doesn't change my lifestyle at all. I don't have to make sacrifices to pay it. And a large percentage of that is the public ones. Is this going up though based on the interest rates? No. Oh, I don't know. The may I don't know if the payment will. And if they do, that will change the way that I approach them. Yeah. Uh right now the rates are very competitive. And I don't understand how they move, but I do see every month what I'm paying. Mm. And I try to be on top of it. Man, um, it's, it's crazy. Shitty. But I yeah, get, yeah, I get upset when our electric bill is, you know, goes up twenty percent. Yeah, I mean, I I do too. I'm turning <laughs> off our lights left and right. <laughs> they say this is something that happens to men. You know, the dads are always turning lights off, turning the <laughs> yeah. air conditioning off. All Turn that. off the air conditioner. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dad, and dad, I, it's I, hot. I feel that. I feel that. I I don't know what it is. Very dadly. You know, we have this. Sierra installed a, a motion detecting light in one of our closets and I am reluctant to take coats out of that closet <laughs> because I know the light will go on and I know that when I close the closet door it will remain on for a certain amount of time <laughs> and why would we have a light on in a closet when no one needs to see what's going on in there dude my dad will leave our house freezing Unless somebody objects because the oil, I think we have oil heat. I don't even know. We may have changed that. <laughs> yeah. But like, I'll be wearing a winter coat yeah. and like not necessarily protesting. And then my mom will notice and be like, are you serious? And he's like, all right, all right. Yeah. Throws yeah. the heat out. Yeah. Um, yeah. But dude, I mean, there are people, you know, people who get out of whatever law school and they don't become lawyers or whatever. And now these people with like deep into six figure sums of student loans. Or and granted, being a lawyer, in theory, you pay it off, or like medical school, whatever. But like, I'm just grateful I'm not one of those people because mm-hmm. that must fucking ruin your life, dude. Right. You know. Right. Um. So who knows, dude? But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, five hundred losing five hundred bucks. I'm to make myself be able to sleep at night about it because it's just if it's so violating. Oh, this is the best part. The thing has five has gone up by five times what I bought it for. So today is worth twenty five hundred dollars. Now we're talking which about makes student it hurt, loans. Which makes it hurt even more. But I'm just trying to be like cost of doing business, but also do fuck NFTs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Fuck that shit. That is right. Fuck NFTs. Yeah. Fuck NFTs. Yeah. Um, but I just, I mean, whatever. All right. Dude, you made an interesting point last time we were talking about Magic Spoon, about your kind of childhood cereal habit. And I realized that I had a pretty rampant childhood cereal habit myself. Mm. I would eat cereal for breakfast, and if not for breakfast, for snack when I got home. And then oftentimes at night, yeah, I yeah. just ate cereal all the time. Yeah, that's a nice healthy childhood uh, diet that you had there. So it's pretty good. The only problem is, as an adult, it can become a little more difficult if you're just constantly eating cereal, unless it's extremely healthy cereal. Yeah, if it's the magic spoon, which it should be, you're going to be okay. Because <laughs> magic spoon has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Just a quick thought, though. Uh, the honey nut flavor actually has one gram of sugar, which, let's be honest, that's not going to hurt you. 
Only 140 calories a serving. Keto friendly, gluten friendly, gluten free, grain free, soy free, and low carb. Right now, you can build your own box with the f- available flavors uh, that are cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, cookies and cream, maple waffle, blueberry, cinnamon, plus the newly reformulated honey nut flavor that will now be added to Magic Spoon's permanent collection up there on the wall of fame. <laughs> Go to magicspoon.com slash oops to grab a custom bundle of cereal. Be sure to use our promo code oops at checkout. It'll give you $5 off your order. Uh, and remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash oops. Use code oops. That'll give you $5 off. So, dude, you know those, like a, a game like Cards Against Humanity? Yeah. Or like, what's the one on the phone? That's a really funny game. Heads up. No, I was playing with Chris uh, in, when we were in Denver. I'd never played this game. But it's like a game where like everybody has to answer what they think the funniest thing will be based on the words they have. And then it's some game like that. Hmm. Is there a way to look this up? Are you Don't know. trying, Ryan? Yeah, can you just find it again? Yeah, so it's like there'll be a, a word. It's like a word association game. So it'll be like, or not even, it'll be like the worst time of day. And then with the words that you have, you need to you, you, like choose. Snake to, oil. It's something. That's what you've played that it's with something, us. It's similar, but snake oil is like you're pitching a business. That's a great game, too. Yeah. But it, it ties in perfectly to snake oil. You introduced us to that. We love that game. Yeah. Um, so essentially, but I, I get really anxious playing games like that because I feel bad when the person who thinks their answer was so good finds out that it wasn't. Yeah. And like you can see them be disappointed. And I struggle dealing with that over and over and over again for like an hour and a half. I don't like those games because as a comedian, everyone just assumes I'm going to have the best one. But I don't even know what the best one means. Is it the funniest or is it the most real Right. Or what I, they I, think is the funniest, whoever the judge is in that yeah, round. I can't. I, there's too much pressure for me on those. I, I don't like those games either. It's stressful. And then someone will be like, no, nah, that's not it. I'll, I got, we'll, uh, we'll figure it out. We'll let you guys know. But dude, like, there's always the person who goes, oh, you didn't like Penis Charmer? Oh, I thought you were going to love. <laughs> you know? Oh, I thought you were going to love Penis Charmer. And I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> This is so stressful. Right? Oh, I wish I didn't know exactly what you're talking about. Dude, it's so it adds this element of pressure that like I just do not like at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I hear you on I that. Know, whatever. I wrote that down. That's and, good. <laughs> um okay. <laughs> Insane. Um should we do an email? Yes. Okay. So Let's do it. Hey guys, so right now if you're listening to this episode with mommy and daddy, we just want you to know that we're about to talk about Santa uh, and you might want to leave the room. Yes, because Santa doesn't deliver to children who are aware of his delivery schedule. Yeah, he doesn't like when kids know that. Uh, once, once the cat is out of the bag, so to speak, uh, he doesn't like you anymore. <laughs> And you don't want to be on Santa's naughty list because no, you Santa's sh- very vindictive y- and sure. he won't take you off of it. He is a, a vindictive and, and crotchety old man. He's like a rapper. He remembers everything. Yeah. If you look at him weird, just hope you don't stare him down when you're sneaking downstairs on Christmas Eve hoping to catch a glimpse of Santa. If he catches a glimpse of you, you're toast, pal. Yeah, it's like that movie The Birdhouse. <laughs> What's that movie? You know, where you if you see it, you kill yourself. Oh, oh. It's not, it's not The bird. Bird, bird, bird box. <laughs> the old birdhouse. Santa is the bird box phenomenon. If you look at him, you'll die. Um, yeah. So, so anyway. 
Uh, the point is, parents, if you have children listening right now, and this is uh, a bit about Santa, we, we strongly advise you to tell them to leave. This one's called Parents Lying, quote, for your own good. Um, hey, guys, I would love to know if you've been in a similar situation where your parents lied to you for your own good. A few years ago, I was in high school. My car got entangled in the middle of a police chase. Don't really remember the exact details as I was not driving it. But long story short, it was brought to the police station. In my car, I had weed and acid tablets from a previous night. A few days later, my dad calls me very angrily and tells me that he got a call from the police saying they found the drugs and that I'm being charged with possession. Months go by, and my dad is saying that he's talking to the lawyers to try to get these charges dropped, and he's telling me how this is going to affect my future into college or anything in the future. Needless to say, I was crying every night and so confused how I even ended up in this situation. My dad eventually told me that the lawyers were able to uh, have the charges dropped. But if I get caught with any type of drugs in the next five years, I'll have a more severe sentence, assuming jail time. So for the next five years, I did not go near drugs or do any drugs, except smoke weed rarely. She goes, I live in Florida, by the way. I'm not sure why that matters. But uh, once the five years were up, my dad told me that he made up the entire story, that he found the drugs in the car when the police asked him to come empty the car before it was sent to the police station. And he thought it was a good way to teach me a lesson. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh, my God. Didn't know how to react when he told me that. I was shocked and confused, but also, what the fuck, Dad? Yeah. <laughs> Would love to hear your thoughts. Well, oof. On anything similar. Nothing similar to that has happened to me, for sure, but I do have thoughts. Uh, that's a pretty um, severe game. Yeah, dude. You know, I, I wonder if there's a a better way to to do to achieve the same goal it's also a dangerous game like the consequences come out of that out of your reality for five years being that can just change the trajectory of your life maybe in a really bad way and (laughs) and you lose trust in your dad when you find out that he mind fucked you for half a decade right it's kind of fucked up, dude. Because then, like, what if she just became, like, insanely religious because of it or something? And now, the, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, for the dad, you run the risk there, too. Like, you maybe make your kid into something different. Right? It's like the butterfly effect. Yeah. And, like, you got to be careful. Like, what if she, like, left the country or something? Like, who knows what could happen out of that? But it's really risky. Well, I don't know that, you know, look, if... if, if, if mm. I tend to think that getting her to be afraid of drugs, you know, if it were booze, I would agree for some reason. About what? With doing that? Yeah, like instilling such a fear in your daughter for five years that she shouldn't do acid is not, to me, going to lead to negative consequences very often. Mm. Uh, But Yeah, but like you can crush someone's self-esteem. They'll like think that they're a fucking worthless loser who's now is in the system and there's no hope. Like, <laughs> I, I don't you know what I mean? I like, think he, my he guess probably, is that he yeah. framed it to her. It was like nothing bad will happen, will happen if you just, you just have to be careful the next five years. I mean, but dude, you can't, you can't argue with the results. Yeah. <laughs> what a fucking move. What a move. And in no other situation does the eyes, the outcome, her abstaining from doing everything. Right. Exactly. The ends justify the means, brother. <laughs> I don't know. I still don't agree, but I, I mean, savage and effective move by a fucking Machiavelli. Yeah, that's a wily dad. And <laughs> I, I almost picture him telling her while he's like on his lazy boy eating popcorn. And he's like, oh, that? 
Yeah, I made all that up. <laughs> and she's like, what? He's like, I can't right. believe you fell for that shit. <laughs> yeah. Kept you clean, though, didn't I? Huh? <laughs> yes, yeah, sir. You're welcome. Yeah, and, you know, who knows? Maybe she was headed down a bad path or something. You know, having a bunch of acid in your car in high school is in potentially school not the best thing. Is not a good thing. It's not great. That's not a good thing. That is a, a wily intervention. Yeah, that's fucking it's nuts. A very cunning strategy from the father. I want, I'm trying to think if my parents ever did any shit like that to me. I don't think so. Ryan, what do you got? So my dad did something like that to me. I was in third grade on the family computer in the office, and I was typing in naked women. Oh, Jesus. And, and boobs. <laughs> I, was, I was curious, and I, I got my first uh, glimpse of what it was all about. And so I thought I deleted the history when my when I got up to go leave. I was in third grade, too, so this was before I was even like like horny or whatever. And my dad finds out and then he like corners me yelling at me i pee myself and he tells me he's like if the police ever found out that you were on that website me and your mother would be going to jail for a long time (laughs) and so i i pissed all over my khakis and then that's insane and so then i was terrified and then i was taking a shower cleaning myself my mom sat on the the toilet on top of the toilet and was just asking why i did that and she kept she was insisting too she's like yeah your father and i could really get in a lot of trouble and then they both said you can't tell anybody about that oh my god and then on the playground the beginning of that year one kid was like i saw boobs on the internet and everyone was talking about it and i didn't say anything i was like i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> so I was you didn't say shit. No. Wow, wow, Ryan, dude, that's yeah. crazy. Have you ever talked about this with your parents now, like uh, years later? Yeah, I think I brought it up. And did over you a did you say what was your what was your message to them? I think we just laughed about it. Uh huh. Were we they? Hey, Ryan, it. listen, we're people too. <laughs> no, it wasn't even. It wasn't even that bad. We laughed about it. It wasn't like uh, you know, you guys really scared the shit out of me. You made me piss my. By the way, khakis, third grade? You were wearing khakis in third grade? Very khakis clean. The Ralph Lauren rugby polo. Very nice. In third grade, bro? I was wearing sweatpants and t-shirts from the Gap till sixth grade. (laughs) My parents wouldn't let me wear sweatpants to school. That's besides the point. It was, uh, yeah. Man, they ran a tight ship over there, dude, apparently. And then I got an iPod Touch, and then it was, was at that point, I realized that I'm in control. Oh, yeah. My thoughts on this, though, when you are young enough to believe in Santa Claus, you're allowed to lie to your kids still. That's the only way you can, like, control them. Yeah. Uh, Santa's not going to, you know what I mean? That's, like, a very widely told lie. I wonder if, I wonder if um, the myth of Santa is dispelled earlier and earlier in life now oh interesting how old were you when you found out it wasn't real and how did you find out well i can't i can't say exactly but i i think i i think i definitely believed it um almost probably through okay i want to say definitely through like second grade Mm -hmm. and and possibly possibly it was like third or fourth grade that i that i caught wind of it okay. yeah i don't remember exactly right. yeah. but um 
I remember it was like people being bullies who were oh, telling you. the reason why they were like, you know, it's not real, right? None yeah, of it's classic. real. And you're like, yeah, I know. Yeah, you're just feeling like an idiot. And then, you know, it's so sad. It's such a sad thing to lose Your beliefs in, in Santa Claus. It's the beginning of the end. It's the beginning of the end. It's the beginning of the end of, of being a good person because you don't know any better. Right, right. You know what I mean? Totally. Um, Dude, my next door neighbor, Ryan, had two older siblings. And he he's a good, a good great guy. I mean, still is a great guy. Um, now he is, but he, he would like introduce these ideas to me. And then that's how we first got like sex. He, I didn't know what sex was. And he said, have you had sex? We were like, I must've been seven or eight. dude. I was like, yeah, dude. He's like, <laughs> you, he goes, you've had sex. I was like, yeah. With the, and, it, and I said it with a girl named Andrea. Who I didn't even know an Andrea. That's funny. I lost my virginity to a girl named. Did Andrea. you really? Yeah. Dude. Nice. <laughs> yeah. It makes two of us. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But dude, so he ran around telling everybody that I had sex, and I was like, "Yeah, dude, I had sex." And then I think Santa too, but Santa, I was a little bit more. I pushed back on a little harder, and I remember the specific memory. Uh, I asked for this game, World Heroes, for Sega Genesis. It was sort of like a a uh, Street Fighter style fight against the other guy game, um, and the game came in a Funko Land box which was the store that I would buy used video games at in Wethersfield, Connecticut. And I was like, there's no fucking way Santa shops in Wethersfield. Uh-huh. Something's up here. And that was the moment right now. I think I was probably in fourth grade. Ten yeah. years old. It's so sad. You know, parents go to such lengths to uphold this idea, this fun, this fun myth. And it's out of their hands as to whether or not the kid, you know, is told by some older student or whatever. I mean, yeah. what a what a what a what kind of a dick do you have to be in sixth grade and fifth grade to tell a second grader Santa's not real? I mean, dude, those are like the the years where people are arguably like the shittiest they will ever yeah, be those in their are, entire lives. But those are the kids <laughs> like who go on to, to become, you know, fucking opioid addicts and like, <laughs> dude, not, not necessarily, not necessarily horrible dude. people. I'm sorry, nothing against opioid addicts. I realize that, uh, but. <laughs> But I just think you could trace a line between the kids that tell younger kids Santa's not real and major drug problems down the road in their lives. Yeah, I'm just picturing like a U.S. news chart <laughs> correlation between yeah, yeah, Santa yeah. bullying and opioid use later <laughs> in life. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, good stuff. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Bring it, bring, should we bring it. it home? Yeah, let's run it out of here. Oops, the podcast. Uh, I am in L.A. Uh, we'll be at the Fonda Theater tomorrow night uh, and then have some dates coming up in Seattle and Charlotte uh, a little later in the year and hopefully some more stuff uh, sooner. Francis, what do you got? Hell yeah. I'm also in Seattle May se- May 6th to the 8th very soon. Uh, and then I'm in Boston uh, May 19th to the 21st. Laugh Boston. Laugh Seattle. Laugh Seattle. Uh, tickets to those shows, com. Wisconsin in June. Hope to see you guys.